perfect husband is the idol they created in their own imaginations. When people follow this pattern of thinking, the end result is inevitable. Anger, disappointment, and resentment arise when the story, in their opinion, is unfulfilled. This is what we human beings do. We make up stories about how things should be. But what if we were to change the plot completely? As directors in our own life movie, we have the option. The question is whether we have the courage to take that leap of faith. One of my all-time favorite sayings is that we live in a both-and world. It's both the way you say it is and the way I say it is. Our perception of life and the world is very personal. It is shaped by our interpretation of what has happened. Two people can witness an accident and come away with very different explanations of what they saw. Both believe they are speaking the truth because for them it is their truth. And yet we know that every story has two or more sides. As we grow up, we constantly try to make sense of the world around us. During our maturing process, we do the best we can with our young, unformed minds. Quite often we misinterpret what is actually happening and end up concluding that something bad is happening. Even worse, we often think it's our fault. What is your defining story? We all have a few. I bet you can even pinpoint the moment that you experienced something that created the belief system about yourself that you have carried with you all your life. For me, it was one moment in time that I will never forget. The one event that shaped the first 40 years of my life occurred when I was three or four years old. I was attending a service at a temple with my family. The president of the temple, Sai Man, was sitting in front of us. Several people in the congregation were talking to each other while the rabbi was speaking. I heard him say to the person next to him that he wished everyone would shut up. I don't know what compelled me to do this, but I began walking up and down the aisles in my pretty pink dress and black patent leather shoes, shouting at the top of my little girl voice, Sai Man says to shut up. And with that, Several hundred people turned around and laughed at me. I was ashamed, devastated, embarrassed, humiliated, and confused. My immediate critical decision was to never, ever bring attention to myself again. And for sure, I would not be speaking to a large crowd, ever. Fast forward to college. I signed up for Public Speaking 101, of course, standing up in front of the class to speak was a big part of the curriculum. On my very first attempt at public speaking, I walked to the podium and promptly passed out. On my second try, I walked to the podium and passed out before I could say five words. On my third trip to the front of the room, I again collapsed onto the floor. Then the professor tossed me out of the class he just couldn't take it anymore. Neither could I. My childhood belief that speaking out loud to a group of people would result in being embarrassed and humiliated had become my story. As with any story based on past hurts that we tell ourselves, mine had a long-term negative effect on my life. 
Many years later, at a workshop, we did a process to unconceal the story that shaped our life, and this ancient memory of the temple incident came bubbling up. I saw that this story was holding me back from my greatest potential on many levels. Not only was I unable to do any public speaking, I often went out of my way to not be noticed, to stay in the background and out of the limelight. As a publicist, my career was all about being behind the scenes. It was my job to make people visible and potentially famous. I remember telling friends and clients that I didn't want to be famous, but I did want to be able to whisper into the ears of power. I had spent decades stuck in my story, that I was meant to live a life behind the scenes. This story limited my potential and shut down all possibility of sharing all of my...